Welcome to Religio Sanity, episode nine. I'm here with Pastor Andrew. Yes, hello, Peter. Hello. Yeah, hi. What is happening this week? Uh, I, I thought that uh, we can uh, this time talk about uh, evolving creation stories, mm. you know, and multiplicity of creation stories throughout the ancient Near Eastern world mm. and uh, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I preached about it. Um, I, I think that I wrote into my blog about it, but we never really talked about it uh, in our podcast. Mm-hmm. And it ties nicely with, uh, you know, most of our recent podcasts were about uh, discovery of Ugarit or mm-hmm. Ugarit, and uh, it can definitely tie in with that. So, uh, Normally, in general understanding, there is just one creation story. People normally think about just creation story, and yeah. they put creationism against uh, evolutionism, you know, or evolution against creation, and, and so on, like a dichotomy. Yeah. And, and not recognizing that uh, ancient, uh, ancient Near East, uh, where our religion is coming from, uh, had actually m- number of answers to that, mm. and uh, there was plurality of creation stories uh, in that whole world, and definitely in the Bible as well. Provocatively, I call it a uh, evolution of creation stories. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, you know, it's very difficult to 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 put it on diachronical the you know. Uh, scale uh it's more guesswork uh it might be our construct uh, but there are certain features which are pointing towards that there was a sequence of creation stories Mm. as human society developed it's mostly reconstruction uh simply thinking you know when did this technology come about uh, so you know first one is uh, I, I have here creation by procreation hmm. creation by bringing to the world by uh, sex hmm. uh, you you have it uh, in uh, Greek mythology you know when different uh, generations of uh, of gods are created or are born, and um, and as they are being born, those aspects of the universe are coming to the mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. That that is definitely one of the oldest. Uh, creation stories and uh, you know divine couple giving birth to world realities Mm -hmm. you know from wisdom and dawn and uh, evening and uh, you know uh, all these different aspects and realms of world Mm -hmm. are being born with their deities Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, this is not that 
commonly present uh, in the Bible simply because it is monotheistic book. Yeah. But you have some remnants of it uh, in, say, poem in the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, about uh, God uh, with a personified lady wisdom. Hmm. giving birth to the world or that would be at least one of the ways of translating it hmm. that's really uh, in proverbs yes only in proverbs when yeah. you see god with lady yes. wisdom yeah. meaning like a personified lady wisdom, lady wisdom. Um, wow. might be uh, and and there are theories that lady wisdom is again an attempt to kind of hide the proper goddess i was going to uh, say deity. is there a goddess yeah, yeah behind <laughs> it is yes yeah almost certainly there is uh goddess asherah wow uh, behind it uh, but in the book of proverbs it is uh, lady wisdom and what did they give birth to uh, they are giving birth to uh, or they are together creating the world and humanity oh okay there so um, uh, she is present yeah. At least in the most common translation, but it can be like uh, being co-creatress. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another way of looking at it there. And uh, simply this divine couple creating or and the birth is being mentioned there as well. So it is probably kind of hidden. It was reframed and rephrased mm. but there are still remnants pointing this direction so but this would be the oldest version most likely the beginning of uh, our culture agriculture mm. also because you would not have agriculture without understanding that uh, we talked about it you know last time i think uh, that uh, you know the new generations are born of sex mm -hmm. And there are cultures around the world, uh, hunter-gatherers, who not necessarily have strong concept of this procreation. The other one is creation by conflict. Hmm. Uh, that is uh, that uh, deity is smashing and destroying the monster of chaos and out of it creates a universe. Mm. Uh, and um, that is definitely present in uh, Babylonian myths. But in the Bible it's present as well, uh, kind of partly hidden uh, in um, just first two verses uh, about, uh, in Genesis which are normally bundled up with the following uh, creation story. Mm. Uh, but those first two verses might be remnants of even older, this mm. creation by conflict, because uh, uh, God creating the word for creation is uh, can be understood as dividing or mm. splitting there and it's common word for creation in the hebrew but the original meaning of that is this and that, that splitting is really how the world got created in those ancient myths of conflict mm -hmm. you know that that 
world of the primordial monster of chaos, often depicted as a watery chaos, get split. Mm. You know, killed and split into two parts, which are then opened, and the universe uh, is uh, created within and out of the remnants uh, of or of that dead corpse of that original monster. And uh, so that'll be uh, that waterly chaos is present in those two uh, uh, two verses, uh, and um, and the wind which is dividing uh, that waterly chaos, mm-hmm. or is one of the helpers in that conflict. Mm-hmm is there again and uh, so that might be that in the first two chapters of genesis we don't normally people would say there are two uh, creation stories we can even say that there are three yeah. uh, and one is just a remnant preserved in those first two verses the uh, the other version of that is actually quite common in uh, uh, throughout the hebrew bible and that is associated with uh, Exodus from Egypt, mm-hmm. because that is opening of splitting the sea, of the water, splitting yeah. of the water, splitting of the sea, Red right. Sea, and and then the new thing is happening yeah. in between. Yeah, uh, and that is a mythical image of uh, of creation. Yeah. In this situation, it is not creation of the universe, but it's a creation of new people. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is not necessarily directly a creation story of the universe. It's more like using that image mm-hmm. to to show the radically new nature of what is happening mm-hmm. in in Exodus, and that is repeating. It is referenced uh, many times over in different ways and mythical. Uh, ways, mythical images, in not only in Exodus but in Psalms and in prophets and and so on and so forth. And very often it is depicted also. And here we can go to Ugarit, that God Baal, it, who would be the prime fighter there, mm-hmm. you know, the thunder, and uh, is uh, subduing the the god of uh, ocean or sea, Yam, by subduing that god and then walking over it. And you have images of of Yahweh, the the Lord, walking across the sea, you know, and, and, you know, uh, the path which is not visible, but it's there. Uh, And uh, that's a reference of, of, of one of the Psalms. But uh, you, you go all the way to New Testament and it is difficult to, to recognize, you know, the calming of the sea and Jesus walking on the mm-hmm. sea. Those are all uh, mythical images coming from this background. Now, it's difficult to know whether in New Testament it uh, harkens, the, you know, all the way directly to those uh, ancient myths of creation by conflict or whether it is uh, through the medium of this Exodus story. Mm -hmm. 
but regardless, you know, it, it really goes all the way to these deep layers of shared mythology. You know, so that's the creation by conflict. Next is uh, creation by act of art or craft. Uh, and that would be uh, the creation uh, at a potter's wheel. You know, Jeremiah is famous uh, using this uh, image and Jeremiah 18, you know, where the potter forms uh, mm. the pot and, and peoples uh, like a pot. Uh, and that is uh, hearkening back to Egyptian mythology mostly. Mm. But uh, besides that, uh, that's the uh, act of craft or art uh, more or less industrial, but you can have also agricultural one, which would be the act of creating the world as a garden. And of course, that goes back again to uh, Genesis, uh, you know, the gardener mm-hmm. who is keeping the world as a garden. But that has the similarity, you know, one is uh, urban and one is rural. Uh, one is an agriculture oriented, one is more towards the, the city and, and uh, the potter at the wheel and, and shaping the world uh, as such. So that, that's another creation story. Uh, then we have creation story through the royal command. Hmm. That's that creation by word alone. That's the most uh, commonly referenced creation. You know, God says, and it is done. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's taken from from the royal court, mm. and uh, I would say rather primitive royal court. You know, where there is probably very very little written. There is no bureaucracy there. It's simply the the king is uh, in the throne room and giving commands Mm -hmm. and then goes and inspects. Uh, And and that's how it is being described, you know, observes and blesses. Uh, And that's... um, That is how that early monarchies functioned. And that is also why early monarchies were relatively compact, because it required uh, this compactness. Mm-hmm. You know, king commanded, and king inspected. You know, in the larger realms, it would become more and more difficult. Mm-hmm. And it is also why those uh, early empires were always so short-lived or somehow short-lived, because as they grew, (laughs) either they would have to create uh, bureaucracy, and early on they did not have it, you know, writing and all the technology requiring it. So they somehow existed for a while, and then they collapsed, Mm. and, and were replaced with another uh, empire which grew, 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 somehow survived for a while and collapsed. Uh, as the technology became more and more available, they became more and more stable. Mm-hmm. So the Persian Empire and then Roman Empire uh, 
they're really there it is uh, starting to change and there are the empires which are lasting substantially longer but it is also when you get this uh, uh, bureaucracy making sure that that's uh, done differently and mm. that is also present in the Bible uh, I, I would call it creation inspired by imperial bureaucracy that is the one which is not uh, in the Hebrew Bible because we are moving time-wise closer to today and that is uh, in the say uh, those uh, verses of the opening hymn in Colossians Mm. about uh, principalities and powers you know, which are participating or are part of that creation, for instance, or uh, that sermon of Apostle Paul in Athens, where he speaks about the creation and division of peoples and and, and so on. And that, that has also certain bureaucratic aspects to it. And of course, some might consider that creation hymn in uh, the opening chapter of the Gospel of John as referencing it also. In the beginning of was the word. The word. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it has some other aspects also. Uh, you know, and those are not always uh, all these, the, this typology of, of creation stories, they are not always completely pure. They will cross-pollinate or have certain aspects of the other included in it uh, mm-hmm. as they were passed through oral tradition. But, you know, those and are, those, that, that, that's my kind of looking at it uh, as an anthropologist and, yeah. and, and, and finding great pleasure in it as a theologian. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't it interesting that that the the scientific one of the scientific uh, uh, explanations for the for the beginning of the universe is, is the Big Bang, mm-hmm. and the idea that that it was a it was a division or an explosion mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. created, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how these myths some of them have that similar thing of division, like you're saying, as a possible uh, translation. Division, but creation. I just think that's interesting how that... Uh, aren't, uh, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> funny that you are bringing it up. As I was kind of thinking about this uh, when I last time, I think, preached on this uh, evolution of creation stories for our evolution uh, Sunday, uh, remembering yeah. uh, Charles Darwin uh, in January. Uh I, I thought, you know, isn't it funny that in our nuclear theolo- uh, uh, nuclear technology uh, period, our creation story is by big explosion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the splitting know. of the atom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. division into... Uh, Particular particles, you yeah. know, from from energy and and all of that, you know, uh, aren't we again somehow kept uh, in in thinking about uh, the beginning of the universe through our current 
cutting edge technology yeah. Uh, yeah. and and using it as a metaphor for <laughs> thinking about the origin of everything around us yes uh you know you know it's it's yes it's, it's one of the puzzles Yes. You know, are we deluded again? You know, right. or are we right. no deluded? Uh, but aren't we sim- simply perpetuated what I just outlined right. in this uh, into our modern time and calling it the most recent, uh, you know, theory of uh, the genesis of the universe you right. know, or something like that. And why? And why can't we get the myth? And uh, uh, in our modern times, like we like we used to, we we feel so threatened by the creation myths mm-hmm. because because we wanna we wanna be we 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 wanna understand how did we really, you know, uh, this really happen? Not uh, are you uh, threatened by it? Well, I, know. I, I I think a lot no. of I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people they 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 can't accept the myth, and 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 then be transformed by it. Because, that's, that's especially with this with this creation myth, I think is one of the ones that really, you know, it's, it's, we're we're still we're still fighting, you know, creationism and and evolution evolutionists are still fighting to this day about this. Yeah, you know? yeah, I I know. Uh, I, I'm not threatened by it. I, I actually find it uh, enlightening uh, the, the, in a different ways. Yeah, uh, I, I, I want to learn from you. I, I want to be more like that. I, I just like some a little bit more than the others. Yeah, frankly, <laughs> uh, I, I like that organic ones uh, better than those, uh, say, fight or bureaucracy or yeah. something like that. I, I just love that uh, creation is a garden. Yeah. And and that is. Uh, with with all humbleness, for instance, uh, behind uh, Japanese gardens, yeah, or any botanical garden. If you go to a botanical garden and just walk through it and and enjoy it, uh, yeah. you are being surrounded by by our human take. It's it's almost like an uh, embodied creation story mm. whenever I go to greenhouses in botanical gardens or uh, into botanical gardens or beautiful parks yeah. they are most of it is like human created artificial like our central park here yeah. in New York City uh, it's it's man-made but at the same time it lives in harmony yeah and uh, it's invaded by, you know, weeds and uh, f- trees and bushes which were not originally intended there, and in the end, people gave up and let them be there, yeah, you uh-huh. know, often. Uh, and and it's it's the way of learning to 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 live in in this world, uh, like shaping it, but at the same time being shaped by it. You know, or allowing it to to go its own way, because otherwise we would have to completely wipe it clean and start again, (laughs) because it got infested with uh, uh, some some grasses which were not originally intended to be there, and 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 so on and so forth. You know, 
So that, that, that's one of the aspects I, I, I really like uh, out of these creation stories. And, uh, you know, for instance, recognizing that some of those almost self-serving miracles in New Testament of, of Jesus calming the storm or walking on, uh, on, uh, on, on the sea, which was not sea but lake. But uh, again, you know, suddenly they have much deeper meaning when you recognize that this is the those early witnesses trying to pass on an information or their confession mm. of faith, saying, "This is." This is the deity who is calming the sea. Mm. This is the, he is the one who fulfills that function. And of course, it, the behind it is much more than calming the sea. That's that's clear. You know, it's it's yeah. not just sea. It's it's the calming of the conflict. Yeah. You no. Know, and yeah. And uh, that's. And, and recognizing the depth of it and also recognizing that we are not the only one who believe it mm-hmm. that there are generations and generations as far as we can look really to early written uh, records who share the same faith and same hope you know they express it differently probably a little bit more violently uh, like in Babylonian myth, where uh, goddess Tiamat is split open by Marduk, you know, and pulled apart and uh, and recreated into the universe. But um, we shared it, and it's it's just just marvelous. And not only across the generation, but also in certain broadness. Mm-hmm. So it is not going, so say, from Christianity, Jesus walking on the sea, back to uh, Yahweh being depicted of going over the sea. Uh, that is a reference of the Exodus and liberation and, you, you know, yeah. uh, all this. But it is also including those nations around who shared or those polytheistic religions who shared the similar stories and same mm-hmm. myths. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I don't want to exclude them from mm-hmm. my faith. Mm-hmm. They are definitely there and they are our ancestors. Mm. In, in faith, and isn't it just something almost bringing me goosebumps? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. recognizing that this is one of the oldest metaphors or images. Yeah. You've left us with something that we can think about in a in a really beautiful way. I think, mm-hmm. and I, and I think we should leave it there. Thank That's you. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Until next time. Bye bye. <laughs>